Hello and welcome into the Fantasy Focus CSS DFS podcast. We are on to the playoffs. This show is presented by Geico. Switch to Geico. See all the ways that you could save. It is Daniel, Mike, and Alec. It normally is, except this time we are all remote from our own home. Except it's weird. Al, your home mm-hmm. looks just like it does when we see you in the studio. I feel like Mike and I are the only ones that look different here. Yeah, I've popped the tent down here at ESPN LA. I kind of live here now. This yeah. is my new home. <laughs> Uh, Mike, it's good to see you as well in your uh, home setup. I see you got a tri-monitor setup behind you, I'm sure, for all the number crunching you do in the off-season. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. I need multiple computers to run and monitors to run all them all them stats. So I uh, know that's uh, the rig. Got the rig back there from uh, iRacing right behind me. So uh, I do use it as a second monitor sometimes. But, uh, yeah, that I, there's no more Monday Night Football guys after this week. So um could hop back in there and do some racing. Oh, heck yeah. That'll be fun to watch you do some iRacing, Mike. Yeah, can't uh, wait. We're here, though, to talk about DFS uh, recap for last week. I brought home the W. I actually finished pretty highly within our tournament as well. I did quite well uh, last week uh, within our show. I ended up coming in top 150, which was fantastic out of everybody. Shout out to R. Wolner, though, who was our main winner. 177.4 last week on the week. Lower scoring week across the board. Uh, but always a ton of fun. Yeah. I am now down 12 to six on the season standing, still down 160 points, slowly making my way back. Mike, mm-hmm. I'm going to need some big weeks if I'm going to overtake you in the playoffs here. Yeah. Look, uh, you cut down my season lead from 190 points to 160. So just keep that up. Just keep and, it going. Uh, and you'll wheel me in sort of just chopping wood. That's yeah. all he's doing. That's all we're doing. We still doing a DFS league this week, Mike Clay. Yeah, we are. We sure are. Uh, $200 in prizes. It's free. So uh, hop into the league, sign up for the contest, win some free cash. Again, free to join. And we have some prizes. It is only the Sunday slate. We're going to talk about all six games because there are contests for Saturday's games, Sunday games, Monday games, combined, whatever you want. But uh, that contest, just the Sunday games. So we'll be talking about some players from those three games here uh, throughout the show, of course. Awesome. And with that, let's move on and get into it. We're going to talk quarterbacks here for Wild Card Weekend. And we start... With Daniel Jones, $5,600, taking on the Minneapolis Vikings. And, Mike, I feel like this is – I just want to run back what Daniel Jones did against the Vikings a couple weeks ago. Can we just make sure that happens again? Yeah, how about that? 334 yards, uh, over 23 drafting points in that game against the Vikings in Week 16. Again, it was just a few weeks ago. In fact, all six of the games this weekend are uh, rematches from earlier this season. And there's a few – three of them are divisional Mm -hmm. games, so they've played twice already. But uh, all the other games that aren't divisional uh, are rematches. So it's a little fun. We can look back and see how the players did in those games. Uh, but Daniel Jones is just too cheap on this slate, right? Of the 12 uh, projected starting quarterbacks right now, I do have Lamar Jackson in there for now, but I'm probably going to have to pull him out at some point. Not looking good, but we'll keep an eye on that. Not practicing uh, on Wednesday. But uh, with him in there, Brock Purdy and Skylar Thompson are the only quarterbacks priced cheaper than Daniel Jones. It's just too low at 5600 Uh, you mentioned the game against Minnesota. How about just his most recent game against the Colts? Four touchdowns, over 36 fantasy points against the Colts. He has at least 17 DraftKings points in six of his last eight games. And look, he has been really good at like little things with Daniel Jones, right? 
it usually hasn't been big passing production, but he only has five interceptions. He's the best interception rate of quarterback in the league this season. And also top five in carries, rushing yards, and rushing touchdowns among quarterbacks is seven rushing touchdowns. So you might not get the huge passing numbers, but he does so much with his legs, doesn't lose points with interceptions. And of course, it's a great match of Vikings second most yards and second most fantasy points, seventh most fantasy points to quarterbacks this season. So, you know, maybe you get the rushing and the passing playing against this Vikings defense. That's certainly what we got just a few weeks ago. Love Jones. He's just too underpriced here. Yeah, sign me up for 700 yards and seven touchdowns from Daniel Jones this year on the ground. Like, good for mm-hmm. him. And $5,600. Love this. Al, let's talk about another quarterback here where Josh Allen, it's tough to not be able to feel like Josh Allen is always in play with the way that he's just one big play waiting to happen. $7,900, though. What do you like about Josh Allen and the Bills? in a tournament play. So there's two things. One, I think it's difficult to pay up to get him. So I like to pay up to be contrarian uh, whenever possible, specifically on short slates when you're trying to maximize the amount of ceiling that you can get from uh, a position like quarterback. There's usually a narrow band of scoring at quarterback, which is why we're allowed to pay down or why we can pay down. But you got guys like Kirk Cousins who threw for 299 and what, three touchdowns the last time we played the Giants. Uh, We just detailed Daniel Jones. There's uh, one that, somebody else in that range that you're going to talk about. There's a lot of quarterbacks that are sub 6K on this slate. And I think that's where the majority of players are going to go because it's just difficult to fit Josh Allen at 7,900. He has multiple touchdown passes in all 10 career games that he's played against Miami and over 30 rushing yards in eight of those 10 games. We've seen what his ceiling is. We know it's 40 to 45 points. Uh, The only other running quarterback on the slate is Daniel Jones. And it would be very difficult with his receiver room for him to top 40 fantasy points, although he will uh, likely against Minnesota get you 20 to 28, but this could be a differentiator. This could be a separator, especially on the really short slates, you know, the two, the three game slates on the weekend. If you're not playing the full, you know, full six gamer. And if you are paying up Josh Allen, it's tough. It's tough. How do you not like feel like Josh Allen, like I said, is always in play, especially when you Mm -hmm. see what they're doing. Like now it's time. I'm ready for big play Josh Allen to come out here and, and be ready to go. One other guy that you uh, mentioned that I was going to talk about, Al, Trevor Lawrence, $5,700. Just mm-hmm. another guy, if you want to pay down three games with 300-plus passing yards and three passing touchdowns since week 12, obviously that 300-yard point uh, mark is a big because you have the three-point bonus there. So just another quarterback that we like if you don't want to go either those other two directions. Let's talk quarterbacks. And, Mike, we're going to stick with the Giants. I was having a hard time not finding ways to not get both Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley in my lineup, in spite of the fact that you usually don't want to play a quarterback and a running back. But this matchup is just too good. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, And look, the Giants have made an effort to get the ball in Barkley's hands in the passing game. Uh, You look at, first of all, what he has averaged this season, just on the surface, right? 22 touches, 103 yards, and 18 and a half DraftKings points per game, right? So we know he's been good, but... You look at recently, 23-plus points in two of his last three games. He has a total of 19 targets just in the two games where he got to 23, right? A clear effort to get the ball into his hands. Uh, they said they wanted to do that. Barkley's mentioned wanting that, and, and we've seen that. One of those two games, by the way, against these Minnesota Vikings. Week 16, 22 touches, 133 yards, and a touchdown had over 27 DraftKings points. We've already seen him put a good game together against this defense. He's just been... So, so much volume, so much production this season. He's actually first at running back in snaps. I mean, think about that, all the concerns with his health. Leads all running backs in snaps, top five in touches and yards, has 10 touchdowns. And, uh, you know, we pick on the Vikings a lot for their passing game struggles, but 
they've actually allowed the seventh most fantasy points to running backs over the last eight weeks as well. So uh, this is D that can be exposed and Barkley at 7,900, just not, not going to hurt you much. I mean, you could put together a pretty good lineup uh, this week and Barkley should be part of it. Absolutely. And Al, I want to talk with you about a guy that I think we expect to be a big part of this game as well. And that's Jeff Wilson Jr. I think that's going to be a, in large part because Raheem Mostert's status is in doubt with a broken thumb. And that's got to lay into the fact that $5,400 for Jeff Wilson Jr. I felt that you were going to reprimand me. And I want to talk to you about the selection that you've made today. Look, no, Jeff I think Wilson it's a good Jr. call here. When thrust into a higher volume role with Miami, he's run very well, 4.3 targets per game. Uh, and 10-plus carries in four games when he's been the featured guy. Now, like you said, ball security is a definite thing when it gets to the playoffs. I think that Miami's going to do everything they can, especially without Tua this weekend, to try and run more ball control, more short passing, more extended drives to keep that Buffalo offense off the field as much as possible. They've been extremely efficient at running the football when they have leaned into it, and Buffalo, since their bye week in Week 7, has been horrific. Uh, at tackling, they have allowed 2.4 yards for running back carry after first contact, the most in the league. Now, before their bye week, they had the least in the league. So like, it's this major shift with the injuries that they've had defensively. They just haven't tackled very 15-plus carries in consecutive games to end the season. In fact, he's the only player that enters the playoffs with at least 15 carries and two catches in the last two weeks of the NFL season. 5,400? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. That's pretty good. Yeah, he's priced below Raheem Mostert, which is a surprise. So mm-hmm. um, I'm keeping an eye on this one. I like Wilson a lot more if Raheem Mostert's rolled out, yes. and it's kind of trending that way. So we'll keep on. We'll keep an eye on that. Yeah. A couple of other running backs that we like: Dalvin Cook taking on the Giants, seven thousand dollars, and Travis Etienne still getting a bunch of volume taking on the Chargers, sixty three hundred dollars. Both of them. All right, Mike, and we will continue now the tradition of talking about New York football giants that you enjoy in DFS this week. As Richie James, $3,900 here. Again, just too cheap for a guy that's getting so much volume in this Giants offense. Yeah, I was wondering if I wanted to feature three consecutive Giants here, but uh, I couldn't talk myself out of it because they're good values, right? And Richie James is certainly one I can't miss on here at 3,900. 25th at wide receiver in pricing. Uh, I know he's not a big name, but look at his usage and production as of late. His last four games since he's kind of taken on a featured role in this Giants offense, eight targets, six and a half catches. Yes, six and a half catches per game, 67 yards per game, and also has two touchdowns during the span. That works out to 16.2 DraftKings points per game at just 3,900. He's playing eighty over 80% of the snaps. He has a 25% target share. I mean, this is a featured player. In this Giants offense, at least 15 DraftKings points at five of his last seven. Again, that includes the Vikings game a few weeks ago. 12 targets, eight catches, 90 yards in that game. The Vikings, their weakness by far is against wideouts, the most targets, catches, and receiving yards to receivers. The second most fantasy points as well. Uh, All three Giants receivers should be busy in this one as they were a few weeks ago. But James, at this price point, just way too low. You need about 12 points to pay this off. He should not have tra- – he might have 12 targets in this game, let alone 12 fantasy mm-hmm. points. So I love him as a great – Some it, it's almost like a punt option. It's his price point, but it's not really a punt. He's a fine start. Yeah, I'm with you. Love Richard James. Sub 4K. It's fantastic. And you're going to have to find spots to be able to pay down, especially if you want to roster guys like Al's going to talk about and Stefan mm-hmm. Diggs. I mean, look, we get a lot of premium wide receivers this weekend, right? So, like – there's a there's a lot more premium quarterbacks and wide receivers on these top level teams in the league than there are like super top level running backs. We kind of have to find ways to get their running back, but at 
wide receiver, you have your pick of basically everybody. Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, Stephon Diggs. Diggs is pretty cheap at 7,600. They're all kind of bunched up in there at that point. Miami allows the second most yards per deep completion in the league, 29.6. The most among remaining playoff teams. Uh, and a touchdown on 22% of drives, third highest among playoff teams right now. And Steph Diggs has seven or more targets in all six games against the Dolphins since he's joined the Bills. So, like, we have this really good floor that comes along with him and theoretically all the other wide receivers in this range. But, like, the matchup plus the skill set plus Josh Allen equals possible ridiculous game-breaking, slate-breaking ceiling game uh, for Stephon Diggs this week. All right. Here's what's tough. This is a short slate. We don't have as many people to talk about. And when you mm -hmm. look at that, like there are just fewer guys to be able to look through a couple other wide receivers that we do like, though, in that same game, Mike, that you talked about, Isaiah mm -hmm. Hodgins, $4,100 if you want to pay down again. Yep. Zay Jones, 4300 if you want to roll the dice on a guy that has been up and down. I'm not sure which Zay Jones we get this week, but, man, if $4,300 can be a great price point for Zay Jones. Mm -hmm. And then Jamar Chase, again, you want to pay if you talk about premium wide receivers this week. Al, Jamar Chase, $8,000 taking on Baltimore. We really like that matchup and expect Jamar to be heavily involved. So another wide receiver that we like there. Let's talk some tight ends. And Mark Andrews, $5,200 taking on Cincinnati. Have we seen enough? Last week, Mark Andrews was ruled out. Now we're not sure what's going to happen with Lamar Jackson. Mike, talk to me about how you're approaching Mark Andrews this week. Yeah, this is tough for sure. Uh, we're not sure who the quarterback's going to be. Tyler Huntley may not play either. Lamar Jackson could be out. Uh, I'm not sure I'm going to start Andrews and stick with him here if it is Anthony Brown or Brett Huntley under center. Uh, might pay down to someone like an Evan Ingram or something like that. Uh, it's just, as of, as of right now, <laughs> I have Lamar Jackson in there, and Andrews looks like a, a value at 5200 I mean, uh, that's $900 less than George Kittle's top-priced. Uh, like you kind of said, we're on a short of our slate here. We don't have as many great options. But, you know, the last time we saw Andrews uh, in week 17, he caught all nine of his targets for 100 yards, only ran 21 routes. So they clearly tried to feature him. Um, and they have been, right? At least six targets in six of his last seven games. are trying to get him the ball. It didn't go well for a while, but it certainly did in that game against the Steelers. Uh, and by the way, if Lamar does return to practice tomorrow, say we're, we're taping this Wednesday, say he returns to practice Thursday or Friday and plays, keep this in mind. With Lamar Jackson this season, Andrews was great, right? Nine full games. He averaged 8.2 targets and 16.1 DraftKings points per game. Without him, 6.8 targets and 9.7 points per game. So a big difference there. Uh, also, was good against the Bengals when, when he played against them. Eight catches, 89 yards, and a touchdown on 10 targets back in week five. Bent the Bengals have allowed a ton of volume and catches to tight ends this season as well. Top five in both of those categories. So I'm monitoring this one. I probably will stick with Andrews. If Lamar plays, if he's out, I'm probably going to lean somewhere else. Yeah, and that makes a ton of sense, and which just something, again, you got to be able to monitor as we get uh, new injury updates and as the week unfolds here. All right, Al, if you do want to go a different direction, do you have a tight end mm -hmm. that you like this week that isn't Mark Andrews? Yeah, so this is the different direction because at 4,300, Dalton Schultz has a really good matchup coming off of 19 targets in the last two games that he played also – 100 more is Evan Ingram, and everybody is going to gravitate towards uh, Evan Ingram, at least from what I'm seeing on all the different projection sites that I've looked at before our podcast here. A lot of people are going to go that direction. Uh, Kittle has a great matchup, uh, but he's extremely expensive. Andrews, if he gets the right quarterback, is a fantastic play, which kind of means that Dalton Schultz is in 
no man's land unless you're going with two tight end, which on shorter slates, I think two tight end, you know, open up the flex tight end is certainly possible. I kind of expect Schultz to be the forgotten man at tight end. You're going to go super cheap with one of the 3,100 or down guys. You're going to pay up to get the yeah. super premium guys. And Dalton Schultz is going to get forgotten because at the same price point, there is a higher projected Evan Ingram. So uh, I get a good contrarian play here and I get flexibility with late swap because they're the Monday night game. So it allows me to know if I'm playing from behind and or blocked, I can utilize late swap to get to something different, or I can get onto a chalkier play specifically if I leave that flex spot open with Schultz at 4,300 and leave one more spot. So you have two players that you could flex in and out. Yeah. Another guy that we like in that game as well. Potentially, if you want to pay down even more at the tight end position, is Kate Otten, $2,800 taking on Dallas that same Monday night game. So someone else to think about if you were looking to save a little bit of money and don't have money for Dalton Schultz or one of the more premium tight ends. And with that, that leads us into our head-to-head lineups. Mike Clay, again, shortened slate this week. Smaller player pool. Give me your head-to-head lineup here mm-hmm. for Week 19 Wildcard Weekend. Yeah, keep in mind, we're building lineups for the whole slate, right? So all six games, or I, I'm not sure if Al is. Al, are you doing doing the same? I'm forced uh, into so many different things because of all these tickets that I have. So like, I'm building a Saturday-only lineup, a Sunday-only lineup, and the, okay. a full six-gamer. All right, so we'll see what you do for this one. But, uh, yeah, I'm doing all six games. Again, you're not going to be able to use this in our contest just because uh, it's for Sunday games only. But you can use most of these players, so... Uh, anyway, uh, we give you lots of options and the guys I'm rolling with here, Daniel Jones, a quarterback, I'm going with Saquon, uh, at running back along with Dalvin cook. And then I'm going for receivers. So I've used a lot of running backs to the flex this year, but I'm going with receivers this week, Jamar chase, Debo Samuel at just 50 5,700, just too low for a player that good. Who should be a full go for this one. Zay Jones. We talked about him and Richie James. So I'm going with three, uh, three giants in this one. Uh, Mark Andrews is my tight end for now. I'm gonna, again, I'm going to keep an eye on that. Consider maybe a, a Hawkinson, Ingram, or Dalton Schultz, as Al pointed out, or t- a total punt to uh, Kate Otten as well as an option. So we'll see there. And then Seattle defense against San Francisco uh, for the time being. So that's it. That's what I got. What do you got, Daniel? Nice. I like it, Mike. You put together quite a few Giants. I'm also putting quite a few Giants in my lineup as well. Daniel Jones. And Saquon Barkley with Leonard Fournette because I believe he's a five-box running back. Is he still a five-box running back even though Rashad White is there? Al? Mm, some, the problem is the projectability on the 20-plus touches like because I get kind of mm-hmm. yo-yos from one week to the next. Mm-hmm. He can, well, he's yeah. a four-box running back maybe. There you go. So, <laughs> uh, And then I got Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase with KJ Osborne who actually has come on as of late mm-hmm. for the Vikings. Cade Otten paying down there. And Richie James. Being able to pay down on Kate Otten and Richie James lets me get Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, and Saquon Barkley, which I really love. And then I've got the Bengals defense. That's something I'm going to just continue to monitor depending on who plays quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens. will depend on which way I go with that Bengals defense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. And Al, what about you? Give me a tournament lineup here. So I wanted to get a little bit different and frisky. I went with a single stack and a bring back here. I also have Daniel Jones at running back. I got different off of the premiums and I went with uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. and Travis Etienne Jr. Going for the correlation on juniors in the lineup. Also yeah, have Richie yeah. James Jr. in the lineup uh, to correlate with Daniel Jones. Keenan Allen, Christian Kirk, Dawson Knox at tight end because I didn't have the money to get up somewhere else because I wanted the Bills defense in here. Uh, and Justin Jefferson at the flex. So I kind of went pretty starsy scrubsy stacked up a ton of targets that I could get. I might be able to get 40 to 50 targets from those four uh, wide receivers that I have in the lineup. Uh, and Travis Etienne against the Chargers who have been horrific against uh, running backs. Like it. Heck yeah. 
I like it too. A lot of guys this week. All right. Keep following everybody here at my Clay NFL on Twitter. I'm at Daniel Doff. Al is at Al Zeidenfeld. We're going to be back next week with more DFS goodness. We're going to be back as well every single week with just a regular fantasy focused podcast. We may have some weeks here and there where we take a week off to be able to recuperate or we got stuff going on, but uh, we'll be back next week talking DFS. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. We love you guys. Don't forget to love each other. Please be kind to yourself. We'll see you next week. He's a NASCAR guy with a base and shrine, a Langford fan for life. Charges are off to a terrible start, but that won't change his mind. Matching up all the cornerbacks, touchdown regression and weekly stats. But if your team falls flat, 